Well, welcome to MarTox, uh, where we discuss uh, issues impacting solutions within the retail and e-commerce landscape. And today we're joined by uh, the CEO of Hulop Automation, Todd Michaud. Uh, Todd began his career at IBM and uh, successively became the CEO of pricing optimization firm Revionics. Uh, was the uh, president of Vertalix when it was acquired by NCR and went on to become a general manager there at NCR and then became the uh, CEO of DemandTech, another pricing optimization firm. And now he's founded uh, a cutting edge artificial intelligence solutions firm uh, and no-code automation platform, Huloop Automation, that uh, purports to reduce the amount of tedious and repetitive tasks that uh, retail associates are involved with every day to make them happier and more productive. So, uh, Todd, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Daryl. Good to be with you. It's a pleasure. Well, I, I appreciate having a, a fellow Vermonter uh, on the line today. We, we do share that. We're both from Vermont. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been talking about our love of uh, the great outdoors. And um, uh, you know, so um, uh, good to be with you today. A couple woodchucks in technology. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> We'll go, we'll go with that. We'll go with the, We'll go with woodchucks then. Well, you know, to, to help uh, ground our listeners in, in what you're doing, you've described Hoop as an intelligent automation that behaves like a human would do. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So uh, we've got this amazing technology. It is an AI-based, uh, no-code, intelligent automation platform. There's a variety of um, uh, um, automation engines uh, that uh, we can talk about. But fundamentally, at the end of the day, what we do is we create uh, digital assistants and digital workers uh, that um, automate what we don't want our people to do. Did you just throw a ball at the dog? <laughs> so in any event, um, uh, you know, so, so imagine um, today in retail, um, uh, most retailers have, um, uh, you know, legacy processes in place, uh, somehow, uh, you know, tied uh, to systems um, uh, that have been in place for many, many years. And if you really inspect what our people are doing, um, uh, uh, you know, all retailers and supply chain organizations would say, hey, some portion of what we're asking our people to do, we'd rather have them not do. And so our digital workers and digital assistants uh, um, get deployed to essentially take some of that off the plate of our people. Does that make sense? It does. Well, you know, what led to the founding of Hulu? Well, first, um, uh, you know, um, there's a, a lot of external factors going on uh, out in the market where um, uh, it's increasingly getting harder and harder to find people, to keep people, et cetera. And as businesses are seeking to grow, uh, they've got to find uh, new ways um, uh, you know, to get things done. Uh, and so uh, Hulu Automation happens to be, uh, you know, the right technology at the right time, uh, you know, where... Um, uh, you know, as you're looking at, uh, you know, maybe transforming the way that work gets done, uh, you know, the old techniques of the past were, uh, you know, just hiring more people or, uh, you know, um, leveraging big, complex legacy ERP systems or supply chain platforms and uh, implementing those. Uh, it, it's too expensive and too time consuming. So Hulu was born, uh, you know, as a result of uh, the opportunity to uh, essentially bring new weapons, uh, a new suite of, of weapons, a, a full arsenal uh, to the table to solve some of these age old problems in new and different ways. The economic headwinds 
that uh, have been affecting us with inflation apparently haven't taken that big of a bite out of the employment picture. Uh, and while we may have a recession approaching, uh, there haven't been very many job cuts taking place within the uh, within the retail sector at, at this point. How does that affect the positioning of an automation provider like Hulu? So, you know, it's interesting. It's a tale of two stories. And so um, I'm here in Northern California. And if you think back over the last few weeks about tech companies, there's been um, a, a, a plethora of uh, job cuts at Meta, at, um, at DoorDash just the other day. Many other companies are, are in, in fact, cutting uh, on, on the tech side. And I, I think tech is kind of a leading indicator, uh, you know, ultimately for what we're going to see in uh, retail uh, and other industry uh, sectors. And so, um, you know, we're fortunate that uh, we're approaching this uh, recession uh, with uh, you know, twice as many jobs as there are uh, job seekers, I guess. Um, you know, this is the first time that we've seen that, um, uh, you know, uh, in approaching a recession. But just to your question, uh, it's an amazing time to be in the automation business where um, uh, CEOs, other leaders are trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to do more with less, uh, how to, uh, you know, uh, drive productivity. And so imagine, you know, CEO walks into, um, uh, you know, a leadership team meeting and says, uh, you know, there's a hiring freeze, or I'm looking for a 10% or a 20% uh, job cut. The work doesn't go away. Uh, and so how do you solve that problem, whether you're still hiring, you're frozen, or you're cutting? The fact is, uh, uh, you know, the work doesn't go away. So uh, Hulup is all about still getting the work done, uh, you know, no matter what um, uh, the labor uh, situation happens to be. We're probably one of those uh, companies that will enjoy um, uh, uh, outsized growth during uh, the recession. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, probably um, I always tell people uh, the two best times uh, uh, to buy software are when you're going gangbusters and uh, you know growing and uh, you need to control growth and uh, manage it, uh, or when you're facing headwinds, economic headwinds or adversity. That's an ideal time to look at, um, at the application of new technology. Well, I, I mean, uh, it's readily obvious that skilled worker retention is just a huge issue in retail. They just have tons of turnover. People come and go. It's a very transient uh, population of workers. How does Hulu make workers stickier? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, uh, so let me uh, let you in on a little secret. You know, when you ask people uh, openly and honestly what about their job they like and what about their job they don't like. Um, and in private settings, they're going to tell you, I hate doing these things, these tedious, mundane, repetitive things. You ask them what they like, uh, you know, they like using their head. They like using their emotional IQ, their judgment. What, what we do to make people stickier is we take all of the crap that they don't want to do. Excuse my language. I, I uh, you know, they take all of, stuff, <laughs> all of that stuff that tedious, mundane stuff, let's not ask our people to do it anymore. Let's um, bring work-home-life balance to our people. Let's have our people enjoy their work more uh, because they're using their head more. There are things that um, uh, you know exist in every retail enterprise that only humans can do. But they're, you know, we're, we're wasting that human capital, that human capacity uh, with stuff that they need not do. And, and so Hulu is an ideal solution for addressing that problem. Uh, you know, and, and so at the end of the day, 
if we're creating happier workers and we're still getting the work done, uh, that's a great outcome. Well, you know, I, I, I look at your case studies and it's quite clear that Huloop is uh, an OEM supplier to other vendors as well. And, uh, you know, of your AI technologies and, you know, what are the differences when you're selling to another software company versus uh, selling to retailers themselves? And, and what would the advice be that uh, you would give sure. to anyone doing something similar? Yeah, you're right. So, so first, we, we just as you said, we go to market directly to clients, um, uh, business to business, and we work directly with uh, our retail clients and clients of other industries. Um, uh, that's our primary methodology. But uh, we do have a number of partners, and we've got two types of partners specifically. We've got consulting and systems integration partners that we work with that sort of provide business transformation or digital transformation capabilities around our product. Uh, and then, as you said, there are software companies that use us for a variety of things. And um, because we have this no-code AI-based platform, um, uh, you know, uh, the term OEM uh, is what we use where we'll essentially build automation capabilities that are branded and represented uh, as part of uh, our um, retail partners' uh, capabilities. And so the client doesn't uh, really even need to know that there's some Huloop automation uh, uh, digital assistants or digital workers in, uh, uh, you know, the software providers uh, ecosystem. Uh, they essentially sell them, support them, et cetera. And we are a behind the scenes player uh, in that capacity. And so those are the three go-to-market uh, scenarios. I like that OEM model quite a bit. Uh, uh, we work with some amazing, uh, you know, companies in this space that have, uh, you know, advanced decisioning capabilities or, supply chain execution capabilities, merchandising, uh, enterprise software capabilities. And we don't want to do what they're great at. We want to sort of fill in uh, you know, some of the gaps that they have. And, um, and I guess part of our role, especially with respect to these software providers, is that there's no software provider, even the biggest of big, we think of SAP, we think of Oracle, there's nobody that can provide a holistic solution to a retail enterprise. And so um, every retailer has got this um, uh, portfolio of uh, you know, solution providers that they've invested in. Uh, some are best of breed, some they build themselves. And so Hulu has uh, the capacity to essentially be the glue that stitches uh, this complex landscape together uh, you know, through our um, automation uh, infrastructure. And that's how some of the software companies are working uh, with us. It's not so much uh, they use us inside their application, but uh, uh, you know, in between their application and perhaps other things that the client may be doing. You know, I, you're an AI-powered solution, and that is a double-edged sword. There's obviously two major types of automation that are really in use in the marketplace. One is to replace workers, uh, and the second is to augment them. So AI, to a certain extent, it's, it's snake oil. To some and and fascinating to others, you know, it's like really what what kind of AI do you have, uh, and how is its perception in the market changing, and what's your advice to other companies positioning around AI? You know, um, we are Hulu, human in the loop, intelligent automation. That means that we are a people business, and of course, we're applying AI. But this isn't, uh, you know. Uh, you know, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Terminator world where 
uh, the, it's the robots against humanity. It's quite the opposite. What we're really focused on is, um, you know, how do you harmonize automation, AI-powered aut automation, with what um, uh, you know humans bring to the table? So it is augmentation. It is support. Um, it, it is acceleration. It's not about replacement. Uh, you know, you you, you talk to uh, maybe some greedy CEOs running uh, enterprises of certain types, and they imagine this peopleless uh, business. No such thing exists, and and uh, you know even with uh, you know our, our our clients and all of our uh, you know experience, I, I would say I never really see people go away. <laughs> you know, quite honestly, I, I see work transform, and we need to start thinking about job transformation rather than job elimination. Um, uh, you know, um, you know, human capital. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, it, it, it's 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 the difference maker for so many organizations. Let's uh, you know, let's augment it. Let's 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 empower it, and then uh, you know, let's let's liberate it as well. The reason why uh, you know most enterprises aren't really able to get the most out of their human capital goes back to what I said earlier. Um, uh, they're having their people do stupid, crazy, redundant stuff that they've been doing for years, uh, and and maybe it's because their system is three decades old or uh, you know two decades old, and uh, you know it's been done always that way. Uh, you know, so we are um, human liberators uh, and, uh, you know, augmenters uh, rather than, um, uh, you know, uh, the robots are taking over humanity, people. <laughs> well, thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness. I'd hate to have a robot trying to do my job. It would Me really, too, my friend. Me too. Actually, uh, well, uh, they, they might do mine better, but yours, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're better off with you. And, you know, I mean, at this point. Yeah, yeah Daryl, maybe we should do a POC with that, you know, just to double check. That. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, you know, there's there's some vendors out there that would love to have uh, me replaced. So, well, I'm sure there'd be an enthusiastic number of them uh, participating in that. But, you know, at this point, you've built. A number of companies. You've been the you you've been the CEO of of several companies and and been through major liquidity events and you know su successful commercial leadership really depends on expertise, gravitas, connections in uh, a sector. You know, having sold repeatedly into major retail accounts to understand how their decision making as a, as a merchant. Who, who are the uh, individuals in that buying committee? Who are the chief buying personas you want to address? CDP vendors want someone with a CDP profile and so on. But software innovation is just moving at such a clip right now. And solutions to solutions such as Hulup is evolving. Is it always possible to recruit talent with the right experience and how does this change? How do you ensure your leadership is going to be successful? What's your what's your secret sauce in terms of building the people around you that are going to be successful? I love the question. Well, first, I want to acknowledge that um, I've had the privilege of working um, with some amazing people at terrific companies. Uh, just basically a long-winded way of saying I'm an old guy, but I've had some great experiences with great companies. And um, Proud of that background, by the way. But every stop along the way, it's always been uh, about the team rather than me uh, or uh, any other single factor. Um, and I guess the real answer to the question is: uh, you surround yourself with brilliant people, 
uh, who are mission aligned and passionate about uh, you know what we do. Um, I, I love working with clients. I love introducing them uh, to new innovation. I like helping them solve business problems. And I just surround myself with people uh, always a lot smarter than me, particularly in their um, uh, uh, own domain, whether it be technology, product, uh, go to market, um, uh, you know, uh, delivery capabilities, whatever it happens to be. And then, um, uh, you know, we make sure that we build uh, shared cognition uh, alignment around uh, what we're uh, trying to accomplish. And that's how great companies, uh, you know, get, uh, you know, born and built. And look, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you need delighted customers. Uh, and, and so uh, everybody's got to be, uh, you know, focused on uh, serving the needs and interests of the client. And uh, if you get the right people on board, uh, the job of a CEO becomes much, much easier. That I can attest to. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate uh, with the team that we've assembled, you know, here at Hulu. Well, I got to say, you know, it'd be uh, an awful lot easier for me to surround myself with people that are smarter than I am in building a company. It, it, it's certainly more of a challenge for someone as experienced as yourself. But, you know, <laughs> you're, you're kind. Uh, it's not so hard, not so hard. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and you know, look, it's 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 a really a great time uh, to be in our um, in our industry, in the tech industry, serving great retailers, great brands, um, uh, you know, others in kind of the greater ecosystem, what's called the supply chain world, uh, whether it's brands, distributors, retailers, or other customer facing, uh, you know, organizations. Um, there's so much opportunity for transformation, uh, opportunity for innovation, uh, and uh, you know, there's um, open minds uh, as well. Uh, I, I've seen particularly over uh, this post-pandemic era, uh, you know, more openness, uh, you know, within um, retailers, longstanding retailers with, you know, great historical, uh, you know, track records to solve, um, you know, uh, these age-old problems uh, using uh, new techniques. And, you know, by the way, in, in, when I started my career, um, uh, you know, I, I, I spent 16, almost 17 years with Big Blue. And it was at the time where everybody bought Big Blue. You couldn't get fired by buying IBM. I love being able to plunk down my IBM business card. 4690s, 4690s ruled the POS world. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, and by the way, I, I date myself further back than that. But you know what I would say is if you look at, um, we went from kind of that paradigm where everybody went to um, the Big Blues of this world uh, to a paradigm today where we see um, experimentation, working with startups, uh, uh, you know, having uh, skunk work uh, uh, projects, um, uh, you know, in place. Um, there's renewed openness on the part of retailers uh, to, uh, you know, engage, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, companies that maybe uh, historically they wouldn't have engaged with before. Um, and, and so exciting time for our, uh, for our uh, uh, industry serving retailers. We've addressed worker scarcity and, and transients within the, the retail market. But what are you seeing today in terms of the solutions that retailers are prioritizing in this economy? What What's moving up the decision tree between the various uh, technology initiatives and digital transformation initiatives that you're yeah. seeing out there? And overall, what do you see in the retail solutions market in general here in Q4 of 222? Yeah, great question. So first, uh, just given the... Um, um, uh, I think I just gave us two more centuries, but... Uh, 
uh, uh, well, some some retail clients may still be using the same technology. As you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, what I would say to answer your um, your question is that um, most retailers don't have the appetite for these big, massive enterprise systems right now. They're anticipating, uh, you know, uh, cutbacks, economic headwinds, et cetera. Um, and if we think about the pandemic era, uh, everything was focused on digital transformation, e-commerce, uh, uh, you know, making sure, uh, you know, that that we had enablement to serve customers um, in, in new ways, new channels. Post-pandemic, uh, I think that there's this plethora of AI-powered capabilities. Some are in the automation vein, some are in the analytics vein, and, uh, and other areas, really every Part of the enterprise is being touched by what I would call best of breed, um, uh, you know, advanced technology that are smaller, uh, you know, base hits, uh, quicker and easier to deploy, cloud rendered, uh, quick to stand up, quick ROIs. I, I find that those are the things that um, uh, retailers are uh, spending time in. And, you know, part of this is brought on by the fact that technology such as Hulu's and, uh, you know, many of your listeners. Uh, are much more open, uh, uh, you know, to um, working in this open ecosystem, uh, and and so gone are the days where um, uh, you know one vendor wouldn't talk to the other, uh, you know, uh, and and retailers are dependent on companies like us to stitch together, uh, you know, these best of breed applications in concert with their legacy systems, their ERPs, uh, their supply chain execution platforms. But I I, I think uh, it's a great time. Uh, you know, to be um, in, uh, you know, a best of breed targeted um, a space that has a high ROI. Now, for us, when I talk to clients about what are the benefits of automation, for example, it is really rare um, that I can't show for every dollar I charge the customer a $20 return on investment. Now, just think about that. Uh, if you and I got into a little game here where you were giving me $1 bills and I was giving you $20 bills back, uh, you would make sure that you were not running out of $1 bills. It's such a uh, high magnitude, high impact uh, return on investment. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and when we were talking about this post-COVID era where, where uh, excuse me, this COVID era where everybody was focused on e-commerce, now it's how do I, uh, you know, focus on digital transformation within my four walls across the supply chain? Uh, you know, th those are the things that, uh, you know, people are, uh, you know, really um, putting, honing a focus on uh, being more efficient, driving up productivity, reducing, uh, you know, costs um, uh, and uh, improving customer experience. Well, I was searching my desk here for a couple of bucks because I really want to play that game. But, you know, we're in a digital world, so I, I don't have any paper money. Well, you were probably going to, you know, try to uh, FTX crypto, uh, uh, you know, currency, uh, you know, be, and, and so, I, I, you know, we, I probably wouldn't play that game with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I guess my point is that, um, uh, you know, look, if, if you're a retailer and um, you, you're in the midst of a digital transformation, uh, a business transformation initiative, um, uh, you know, Hulu. Uh, and, uh, you know, other solution providers uh, really have the capacity to bring, uh, you know, new incredible value to the table without disrupting, uh, you know, the infrastructure that you have. I think that that's so key. Yeah. 
I, I've, I've just become such a fan of API-led development, and that's one of the areas that the, the legacy providers, particularly of these large integrated solutions and yeah. ERP, they're just they're not going to be able to re-architect their solutions. So the, the retailers are essentially stuck with what they have if they maintain that uh, legacy ERP, and they're going to need solutions like Hulup to actually add value and uh, create these efficiencies without uh, because they're certainly not going to get them from the uh, the provider of those base systems. Um, so you're you're like so spot on. Uh, you know the ability to have an APA uh, API led uh, approach to integration so strategically important. Um, uh, the ability to talk to anything, but I, I would just uh, uh, you know uh, elevate the game a little bit. So even that requires, of course, a level of effort. So part of what we're doing that's part of our differentiation is we have this AI-powered over-the-top capability. When we started our conversation, I talked about the ability to create digital workers, uh, digital assistants uh, that that uh, you know essentially support uh, um, our uh, you know human workers, and uh, this over-the-top capability means that uh, our software bots, our digital workers, essentially will log into SAP or salesforce.com or what have you in the same way that a human would do. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I guess the whole point is uh, this gives us the versatility and flexibility to integrate, uh, you know, without, uh, you know, having to write an interface, without having to depend on, uh, you know, APIs. If it's a web application, a desktop application, or a mobile application, uh, you know, imagine a, a bot doing what otherwise a human would do logging into SAP, picking a menu option, processing a transaction, exiting, uh, you know, the application, uh, and then waiting for, uh, you know, the next transaction that needs to be processed. And so this over-the-top capability is part of the secret sauce, I think, that we're bringing to the table that uh, is truly differentiating. It just means that we can deploy a lot faster. And, um, you know, what that really means in terms of uh, digital transformation is today, uh, non-technical business people have the capacity to work with a solution like ours without writing any code, uh, you know, without having an over-dependency uh, on IT. Well, thank you very much for an over-the-top interview, Todd. I really appreciate it, except for except for our hairstyles, you know. I mean, uh, but that was that was great. I really appreciate your time today and and sharing with us what you're doing at Hulup and. Your your thoughts and prognostications on the retail solutions market, and you know I wish you tons of success there at Hulu, and look forward to seeing you in the papers. Daryl, thanks so much for uh, having me. It's great uh, catching up with you as always, and thank you to your listeners for uh, you know um, uh, joining us today. Thanks for listening to Mar Talks. Please leave a review and a rating on your platform of choice. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast platforms. To find out more about how the Rosenstein Group can help you find the right leaders for your client development teams in MarTech and e-commerce, please visit our website, rosensteingroup.com.